Happy Pride Month <laughs> on this very prideful podcast. You found the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, a podcast where all we do is win, joined by none other than Garrick Wright. <laughs> a happy Pride Month indeed. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Garrick, we're going to get into Pride and Red Flag Laws, the GOP selling out their voters again. Yeah. Drag shows. Pride flags, baseball, January 6th, and uh, all sorts of good stuff. Before we get to that, though, we had a comment. Oh, nice. On our last podcast, which was, What is a Woman? Yeah. And at Shauna M uh, said that she agreed with us that she thinks that people don't speak up because they're delusional and that they're just simply afraid to do it. But her comment was that she is very fearful of what type of man will be uh, able to marry her daughter. Huh. Uh, it was kind of interesting because, you know, we talked a lot about it, but we didn't really talk about, like, what it will do for dating and society in the future if this gender ideology just becomes so accepted. You know, what does it actually look like in the future? And I would yeah. be scared, too, if I was a parent. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, I have a... A little girl, and um, I gotta tell you, even even without this whole gender thing, I'm uh, I'm scared to death of <laughs> yeah. just just the de- depravity of uh, society before we even get to that level. Um, yeah, it's um, it's not pleasant what's happening to this country, and uh, yeah, maybe I'll tell her to move to. Uh, Kenya. (laughs) (laughs) Bring your sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's hard to put into words. I mean, I I guess I would just say that this stuff continues to be accepted. Men just become really feminine. Women become more masculine. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing gets thrown off. And um, I think the whole idea of marriage just becomes in question. It's, It's all bad news. Oh yeah, that's uh, it's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. So, all right. Well, thanks for your comment, at Shauna M. Derek, sticking with this topic, it's Pride Month. There's a doctor by the name of uh, Evan Goldstein, <laughs> who is a specializes in medical care for gay men primarily. Yes. And they, I guess they they. Screen for anal carcinoma <laughs> and HPV, and they give best practices about being a bottom. And, um, and um, could you explain what being a bottom is <laughs> for, for our listeners? If they taking it up the ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I still, I, I guess it's a polite way of saying. But <laughs> I still say you can be on the top while doing. But you know, whatever. Uh, I have to ask you this I think from a business perspective he's in New York he's a gay man himself I think from a business perspective it's brilliant marketing for him yeah yeah right in the gay well almost the gay capital of the world he probably makes a ton of money oh I'm sure he does yeah yeah you have anal fissures yeah yeah I kind of wonder like <laughs> like, do 
I don't know. It's just like a constant thing for the gay lifestyle. Like, you, yeah. you know, do you have to go to the doctor once a year to have hemorrhoids treated or... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, um, I, I, is it like one of those things that's just over time like you know maybe you know after 10 years that's when you start to uh, notice that your sphincter is going and <laughs> you can't really hold in anything anymore like yeah, yeah oh. I don't know oh well he, he mentions on the website that it's it's preventative too so I don't know if it's like hey you know what I'm gonna be a bottom now and I'm gonna go to the doctor and we're gonna come up with a game plan if you will um, well <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't think I think the preventative part is to not do it. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you can lube up and try to try to relax all you want, and and I'm sure that that's you know certainly preferable to um, a rape, a prison rape type oh. of deal, but. Um, <clears throat> You know, you're still going to, uh, you're you're still going to, you're still doing something that wasn't meant to be done. Um, you know, it's a it's a thin, uh, it's thin tissue in there. It's uh, not self lubricated. No, no. It's meant uh, for one purpose and one purpose only, and um, so yeah, I mean, preventative measures. It's really just. Uh, delaying the time before the inevitable happens. Yeah. And it's interesting when I went on the website, of course, we know all, hear about all cancers. I can't say I've ever thought about someone getting cancer in their anal passageways, if you will. Yeah. Um, Apparently, it's caught, most of those cancers are caused by HPV, the human mm, papillomian virus, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Um, but boy, I don't know what treatment for that would be like. Yeah, I mean, uh, you probably, yeah, and, you know, chemo and, and all that. Um, yeah, so, that's, uh, I, <laughs> well, just talking about preventative measures, you know, you and I, of course, uh, watched Gay for Pay, <laughs> which you can check out in our history episodes. Listening. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that there's a record of that. <laughs> And, you know, we discovered and found out that what they typically do in gay porn is these guys will take an enema before they're seen and mm-hmm. clean everything out. And then they also will lube up with a massive dildo and stick it up as far as their butt as they can <laughs> with the idea of being of stretching everything. So that way, when you get the real thing, it, it won't be as big and things will be more more smooth. So... Uh, hey, you know, that's the way it's done. I could be a doctor. I could tell people that. Charge people money for that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... <laughs> you're, you're still st- sticking a big dildo up there. It's not like it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much of, you know, the the anal passageway, if you will, how it expands over time. You know, you, you would think that if you're taking it up the ass every day, it's just going to expand, but I, I don't know that for sure. It doesn't sound responsible to take it up the ass every day. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's... Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's like one of those things. Like, 
as gross as it is, you kind of wanted to know people's schedule and yeah (laughs) some of the uh, details of hey i do those i've been doing this once a week for three years and um yeah i can tell that it's difficult to hold it in until i get to a bathroom um yeah i'd like to hear some of these stories but they don't seem to be readily available well i haven't really done a lot of searching for it but (laughs) maybe we should act dr evan goldstein yeah Uh, (laughs) i'm sure he would tell us the truth after all he says that it's perfectly fine as long as it's preventative (laughs) yeah and um well the other part of it garrick is you know something we've discussed publicly and privately is you know you stick something up that hole, there's always the fear of something else coming out. And uh, Postmates had just put out, I guess, a Twitter video or some announcement. It, it, it is a food uh, delivery service. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and they were giving a menu of certain foods you could eat if you're a bottom, so that I guess you wouldn't shit or wouldn't produce a lot of shit. Yeah, so that you <laughs> wouldn't defecate on another man's phallus while being sodomized. <laughs> Away with words, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean they have this cute thing with the uh, the eggplant, which is the penis, and the peach with the you know sort of has like that line down, it, so it looks like a like butt cheeks, and um, you know, and they do a, a very cute little. Um, ad for their bottom friendly menu and um yeah they show that they show the eggplant saying if you're a top you can eat whatever you want and shows it eating a a taco right yeah (laughs) yeah and um i'm sorry if i'm horning in on your question here but uh, (laughs) and then the peach uh they suggest you know eat sushi right right Um, which you know, we've, we, in the last episode, we talked about uh, gastrolic reflex. And, uh, you know, if you eat a lot of food or fatty foods, that can really stimulate you going to the bathroom. So, uh, outside of being sodomized, I have some interest in this topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing I don't get is that he says, this doctor says, you know, you could still eat fiber, but fiber makes you go to the bathroom. That's the part I don't understand. Um, you know, if you didn't want to go to the bathroom, you should stick to things without fiber, like meat. Yeah, I, I think maybe maybe the theory is is that you eat fiber, say up to twenty four hours before you're expected to participate in this activity. <laughs> And uh, by the time that you get to that act, and then after that, you know, maybe you do stick to uh, a blander diet. Yeah. Um, you know, no seeds or anything. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no corn. No corn, <laughs> nope. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, and, you know, you clean yourself out, and then you're, you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I guess you are, so. I, I just, I want to go on record with this. Um, you know, I, I think I mentioned this to you. The, over the course of 
my life. I, I don't even know when I first heard about Pride Month. Uh, I, I don't know when it became a thing. No. But, you know, obviously you've been aware of it for, yeah, maybe a decade or so at least. Well, I have noticed this year that the level of depravity in in what is happening at pride parades with news organizations with corporations with drag stuff mm-hmm. and, and children I, i've noticed that the level of depravity has skyrocketed from last year and i can't even begin to think what next year will be like I don't know how much further down we can go yeah. before it's just, you know, we're, before we're, we're harrowing uh, pedophilia and yeah. and video and recording it and just putting it on news stations and it, it's just <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, it is, and I think I think they'll probably just start having sex in public. I mean, that's probably the next. Yeah, I mean. The, they're they're really not that far from it. A lot of these drag shows, um, but yeah, I, I think we might be getting to that. So I'll yeah. just let you. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're gonna get to it. Well, yeah, there's just a to piggyback on that. I know that there's, I think they call it the naked bike ride in San Francisco or Philly, one of those two cities. But literally, these guys are totally nude and they ride around on bikes and. Keep in mind, people bring their children to these types of events, and they just have a bunch of naked men riding around and pride and all that kind of stuff. Now, I will uh, tell you this. That I think you remember I talked about the the guy that I worked with at my old place who turned out to be a nudist. Oh. He lived on the street from... That's right, from, yeah. Yeah. Um, and apparently he had done... Something nude, like that. Uh, yeah, nude uh, bike rides. So... Uh, at least I knew that nudists were doing that anyway, uh, at least for a few years. But yeah, there might be there might be a gay element of it now. Yeah, I wonder how the nudists react with the whole gay movement. Oh, I think they're pro. They're pro for it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say you know the naked bike ride. I mean, those bike seats have never been comfortable. I mean, being no. totally naked on all those things, and you hit a rock or something like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure that they have the uh, most comfortable seats they can find. <laughs> <laughs> this is really gross. We probably shouldn't say this, but I could imagine these gay guys putting like a dildo on the back of their seat and then riding around. <laughs> Going along the bumpy path. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, Garrick, you mentioned these drag shows. Um, it's in- inconceivable just to have one, but not only just to have a show, but the people are bringing their children. And, you know, someone had mentioned that you wouldn't take your kids to a strip club to respect women or learn about women. You wouldn't take your kids to a strip club. So why would you take your kids to a drag show to learn about trans people and the gay movement? I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's pedophilia, it's immoral, it's wrong. And you have people like Nancy Pelosi Mm-hmm. Uh, and the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, talking about how it's so great and how it represents our democracy, and it's just yeah, what the hell is going on here? 
Yeah, and I think uh, Eric Adams was, uh, you know, is kind of thought to be the, a more moderate uh, person. And, you know, That's moderate for New York, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that, wasn't he um, a police officer? Yeah. I, I mean, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so, I guess the Uvalde uh, Police Department isn't the only one that's disgusting. Uh, right. But... Yeah, it's, you know, the, the parents that are taking their kids to those. I, I saw one where a child was yeah, probably four or five years old was trying to, like, cover his eyes, look down, trying to turn away. And his mother, like, grabbing his arms, like, no, you walk. Right. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of uh, in the movie The Green Mile. And uh, <laughs> one guy sabotaged the uh, the. the execution of the one guy and you know he catches fire and it's it's just horrible to listen and he turns away like he can't believe it and then tom hanks is like no you walked what you did yeah yeah so yeah anyway uh i I would say absolute child abuse um these parents i i would love to see them executed Well, I was gonna say they should be charged with being a, a sex offender and registered as a, a registered as a sex offender. You want them executed, but no. <laughs> well, you'd first have to charge them. And, you know. <laughs> wow, it's just I just don't get parents bringing their kids to this stuff. It's just well, again, it goes back to pedophilia, right? For some reason, it's just growing in popularity among the the left. And yeah, and I, I don't think. Uh... I don't think there's enough people on the right that are doing much to fight back against. I mean, there are, but yeah, yeah. It, now is a time. If ever there was a time to uh, kind of stand up to this insanity, yeah. Now is a good time. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah, I I don't even really know what to say about that. You know, I think we've tried to talk in the past why people are so depraved sexually and maybe pornography as part of it. But I think it goes back maybe to what you said, just sort of the, a biblical explanation for this. Yeah, I keep coming back to uh, Romans 1. Yeah. Uh, there's just no way around this. This is a spiritual thing. This is... Yeah. There's demonic activity, but there's... It's God just abandoning people because they yeah. want they don't want anything to do with God and so he gives them over to their lust and their depravity yeah. and oh yeah I mean I have some lust too but it's not that kind of lust but no <laughs> Jesus um, yeah and so I don't know you may you'd like to think that there's a red line and people say, wow, these pride parades and these drag shows, this is unacceptable and we've got to, you know, rein this in and stop this, but it just seems to go unabated towards hell. Yeah, and and, and I really do think if you're not going to stand up here, yeah. I mean, there probably isn't a red line for you. You're probably okay right. with wherever this goes. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I listened to a... Uh, a d- Types of deal that I listened to a John MacArthur sermon from 1977 <laughs> on Romans one. I was 
I was reading about this kind of stuff. I'm like, I need to hear a sermon on Romans 1 here. So I, I listened to it. 1977, AIDS hadn't even come into play yet. Right. And he was talking about America like it was the most disgusting society. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, boy, this must have been so weird to the, some of the people listening. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the sexual revolution of the '60s, and yeah, the yeah gays in the '70s were starting. But uh, boy, it was, and he was talking about gays. He was talking about how they are the most brutal murderers and uh, <laughs> the things that they did. He, he said that he talked to um, police. He, you know, he know, knew people in the police department and detectives. He said. When we find a body, we know it's a homosexual that killed them because they do the most disturbing things to the to the yeah. body of that person. It uh, is, yeah. yeah. Well, like John Wayne Gacy, yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah. Uh, those of you, uh, of course, serial killers, but John Wayne Gacy. Uh, I just found it funny when he was he was admitting. I guess it was uh, nine bodies or something that found in his basement. He's like, well, the first two I put there, but the other seven, I don't know how they got there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I think it was more like 32 bodies. Oh, okay. Like, like <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I, it's I, like, I oh, okay, well, in that case, you're free to go. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, um, he, he said he came into a house and there were two teenage boys there and one boy killed the other boy and they said how come you didn't do anything he's like well it wasn't my business I had nothing to do with this it was in your house <laughs> <laughs> well so oh, I sodomized the other boy and, and killed him <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, oh anyway uh, yeah. yeah so uh, yeah so in the sermon he then uh, said that you know you need to tell the truth to these people out of love and you, you and to the homosexuals, you are vile, evil, ungodly, apostate perverts. <laughs> and everybody started clapping, and I'm like, yes! Oh, how I wish we could hear that today. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to hear that today. That's for sure. I mean, he hasn't really backed down on the messaging with all that, but yeah. um, he's not quite as uh, forceful as he once was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing to think in the 70s he was saying that. Yeah, I wonder if the country has always been this way. Like, it's just that between social media and the media, it's just been accepted now. Like, maybe back in the 70s, there was, you know, everything that's happening now happened back then, but it was all underground and people didn't know about it and it was a secret and now it's just out in the open. I mean, there have always been the, you know, the, the places like Greenwich Village and no. yeah, <laughs> and San Francisco, uh, which he called Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know it's yeah. I mean that's been going on a while, but I I think for the most part this was left to you know men and men. Yeah, yeah, you probably had drug use and people were... Well, yeah, you're dead. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, people would willingly go to these parties, these 
clubs and um, yeah. a, and participate in these acts and but yeah I mean you didn't flaunt it I mean people you wouldn't keep a job if you had that going on in your lifestyle and you, you didn't have they weren't doing it at story hour in the library <laughs> I mean, it was right. in the disgusting uh, puke filled uh, clubs in these <laughs> disgusting cities uh, it was urban trash centers so what's his where it should stay <laughs> oh my Garrick I'll tell you <laughs> You're laying it on thick today. <laughs> I, I have a lot of anger over this. Righteous indignation. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess before we totally leave this topic, uh, Rush Limbaugh had mentioned in the book I'm reading from 1992, which is incredible how accurate he was back then. Yeah. But he talked about how all of this stems from the 60s and the sexual revolution of the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're definitely not through it, and it seems to just keep evolving and keep going. <clears throat> I would say devolving. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but you mentioned earlier about resisting. There was a story that came out the Tampa Bay Rays baseball team. Some players refused to wear a pride pin. Yeah. And uh, they said it violated their religious faith. Of course, the ESPN and the corporate media went ballistic. Yeah. Um, I actually think that's a pretty positive sign that sports figures were willing to stick their neck out here. And yeah. That's actually pretty positive. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that. I think that it was, it's definitely the right thing to do. Um, although I wonder if now uh, every time they have to sign a contract, if uh, <laughs> it's going to be, oh, you will wear this. <laughs> right. <clears throat> So, right. Yeah. I, my guess is is that we aren't going to see too much more of it, unfortunately. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, there is the. Uh, I think I, I don't understand why uh, states are funding professional sports teams, but I guess Florida was going to give thirty five million to the Tampa Bay Rays for a new baseball facility, and DeSantis said, "Yeah, no, we're not. Yeah. We're not giving you any money for this crazy liberal shit that you keep." Putting out there. So. That's why I love DeSantis. <laughs> fighting fire with fire. Yeah. I, I Everything that the left is a f- claims to, that we'll do to them if we get power, I want to do that and more. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make everyone wear a Jesus pen, I think, right? Uh, I wouldn't do that, but I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd do an awful lot of things. I'd yeah. maybe say... Homosexuality is disgusting. <laughs> you have to say that. <laughs> Boy, it would be a different country if you were in charge, that's for sure. <laughs> I'd be assassinated. Yeah, you time. would make it very <laughs> <laughs> All right, Garrick. Let's leave some of the gay stuff and get into some other things. Aww. <laughs> uh, how about this? This is an esoteric con- uh, topic. Ooh. Fancy words here. In <laughs> the United States, we have representative government, meaning we go and vote for our representatives and they represent us in Congress. They represent our interests. Then there's direct democracy, where literally the people vote on directly on issues and there are no representatives. Mm-hmm. Liberals typically have been big fans of direct democracy. Conservatives have been more representative uh, system. But 
what happens if we get to the point where our representatives are not acting on our interest? As an example, sending $40 billion to Ukraine. The only way Ukraine gets $40 billion is because representatives are corrupted by the establishment and the deep state. If that was held to a vote, I don't think Ukraine gets $40 billion. Right? If the people were voting on that directly, we're just getting rid of the representatives. So maybe direct democracy is not as horrifying as people think. Yeah, the only problem is who's counting the votes. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> uh, you know. But it's other things, too, like war, like... Um, you know, if there was direct democracy, we wouldn't have been in Afghanistan for 20 years. Correct. Um, you know, you may have not even had Obamacare. Uh, I mean, my, my point is that things could be different, that our representatives aren't doing a very good job representing us. And it's almost like an aristocracy in a way. Like, the people aren't mm -hmm. smart enough or good enough to vote, so we need to elect these wealthy, educated people to make decisions for us. Yeah, um, but I mean, it, it's, I, I agree, they're not representing us, but they're, you know, they're, it's, it, it would be the same issue. There isn't, there isn't a way out of this because, um, you know, represent, I, I, I believe that Texans don't actually want John, John Cornyn. Right. Um, I, I don't think they want him, but. You know, they do get a chance to vote, and they voted for him yeah. many times. I don't think South Carolinians really like uh, Lindsey Graham, but they've elected him many, many times. I don't right. think Kentucky really likes Mitch McConnell. So I, I just think, I think no matter what you do, the establishment will uh, put the hand on the scales however they need to to get the results they want. Um, yeah, fair enough. So, fair enough. sorry to say, I think we're just screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. And speaking of screwed, the GOP, just mentioned his name, John Corrin from Texas, wants to bring about red flag laws. Yeah. Which, for people listening, basically the idea is, you know, oh, your neighbor is violent or a bad person. Let me report to the authorities. He might have guns there. Authorities then come to his house, take away his guns temporarily. Yeah. Um, but the 10 GOP senators are thinking about voting for this. Yeah. The guy from Texas who you mentioned, he got booed out of the, the convention they had the other day. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, and I guess he told uh, somebody close to him that he's never uh, been to peer pressure or oh. public pressure before and he's not about to now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> if you're part of the establishment, that's exactly what you do, but okay. Right, uh, right, right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's essentially the end of the Second Amendment, right. um, which, I mean, there, it's the fact that you have to get permission from the government to get guns, right. that, that is, by definition, the end of the... Second Amendment, this is just kind of letting people know that, no, no, it actually is the end. What do you do, though, if people say, okay, but what about 
crazy people, insane people getting guns. Like, isn't there anything we can do to prevent whack jobs from getting weapons? Well, um, I think we need to stop having whack jobs get uh, put into office by George Soros. (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. (laughs) DAs from all over the country letting people out who are have committed violent crime. Um, and by the way, Trump kind of started all of this with, uh, you know, reforming uh, prison. Sent. I, I, I know that I, he had good intentions. He looked at people who were apparently in prison for marijuana for, you know, 20 years or whatever and said that's yeah. not fair and um, I I suppose that's what happened with these people, and right. he said, "Okay, you you can come out." But whatever was in that legislation, a whole lot of people are getting out that shouldn't be out, <laughs> shouldn't be part yeah. of society. And yeah, I mean that's that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think that was only for supposed to be for federal prisons, but I think states like California, and New York have started to make their own laws and letting people out and not prosecuting people it's really nuts yeah I mean the DA in Los Angeles has gone what a whack job yeah but uh, yeah I mean I guess just in in red flags I mean if somebody has a gun you know they have a gun and they're posting insane things or you just think that they're insane you know I, I don't know if there's a red flag. Maybe there's, you could call the cops. I don't know exactly what it looks like, but it seems like it would be somewhat foolish to say, oh, I'm not going to do anything. I just hope he doesn't do anything. Or... Well, it's like the uh, kid that um, committed the Buffalo shootings. Right. He had um, he, w- he was talking to an FBI guy on, yeah. uh, <laughs> online. Yeah. So I, I don't really know what else to tell you. No. No. You know, this isn't about preventing anything. This is, I mean, th- th- this is coming from the same government that did Fast and Furious, right? You know, right. gave guns to cartel people. I, I mean, this is, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, we're screwed. We're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> we're screwed. Yeah. It'll be the title of this episode. We're screwed. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see what happens. Apparently, Corrin the other day said he was negotiating with the Democrats and he's reached his limit and he's not happy with the way things are going. I think politically it would be pretty dumb for the Republicans to do anything. They don't benefit at all by making a deal on guns. So. Yeah, all they have to do to win in November is to shut up and do nothing. You know, the, that's... That which is what they want to do anyway, right. for the most part. They don't want to, they don't want to fight back or anything. They just, you'll have your committee chairmanships. Just sit down and shut up and let the Democrats be Democrats. They have gone fucking nut fuck insane. <laughs> they are gone. There is, their minds have been totally corrupted. Yeah. And, you know, then we're going to vote you guys in in November if you just not give us a reason to stay home. Right. 
you know, we already, we intellectually know that you're not going to do anything for us when you get in, but we're still going to vote for you out of self-defense. Sure. Uh, we're going to try to prolong the little bit of peace that we still have. So just sit down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what Frank Luntz would say, Eric. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, there, there you go. Oh, Gary Garrick, I've got a question for you since you're the arbitrator of morality. Okay. <laughs> well, I, this is where this comes from. So, of course, in our society, when people go out socially, it almost always involves food and alcohol. Yes. And, you know, it just... Or dancing and sex and drugs. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> we'll focus on food and drink here. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, particularly with alcohol, you know, like, I can drink it socially. I don't really need to drink it. I, I don't really care. But, you know, you go out and people are drinking and there's peer pressure and, oh, you got to have a drink. you got to do this, you know. So I'm saying instead of trying to fight people like that, would it be okay if I told a little bit of a lie and said something like, you know, I have uh, acid reflux or... You know, I have Crohn's disease or something like that, <laughs> and I can't. Eat. Crohn's disease? You just had four pieces of pizza. <laughs> I make up a little bit of a, a fable and say, yeah, you know, I've had issues with alcohol. I can't, I can't drink with it. You know, I can't drink. So you know, I, so that way people get off your back. Are you okay with that, or is it, am I telling a lie and I should shouldn't do that? I don't see what the problem is with just saying, no, I just don't want to drink. Well, then, because it can, well, come on, Garrick, everyone's having a drink, you know, we're having a good time, we're having a toast. To say, I, I, I'm not drinking. Okay. So you're not going to give in any peer pressure? Uh, so, so I gave up drinking uh, a little over two years ago. I did it for a couple of reasons. One of them, I heard a sermon from John MacArthur. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, Christians, is it okay to have, you know, a glass of wine or something? You know, the, yeah, that's fine. But, you know, the Bible does talk about drunkards and right, that's right. A, getting drunk, that's a sin. Yeah. And I got, I used to love to get drunk. <laughs> I used to love to drink a lot. Yeah. Um, and I would, you know, so, yeah, maybe having a beer, that's not a big deal, but... I can't just have one. I want to have several. Um, okay. So I decided yeah. I'm just going to not drink anymore. So I don't drink anymore. I haven't had a, other than communion, I guess, uh, <laughs> I haven't had alcohol in over two years. Uh, I was at golf on Wednesday in my league, and my partner brought a couple beers. And, you know, he knew I didn't drink, but he did say, hey, you're free to have one. You know, he asked me a couple times if I wanted one. I just said, eh, no, you know, no thanks. I do want one, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to because I know I can't control myself. And so that part's difficult. But if I, I can say, hey, I, I'm trying to be sober. I, you know, I don't drink. That if any, if that person has any respect for you at all any love for you, then that'll be the end of that conversation. He's not going to try to tempt you. If 
I am not tempted at all. Hey, even better, then it's like, oh, I just, I don't want. Okay. And if they okay. really keep badgering you about it, just say, all right, I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I like, yeah. <laughs> if you question me again, I'm out of here. Um, Once okay. you're done eating and you're not drinking, I don't see what the point of staying there is. Anyway. <laughs> You eat and you leave, man. <laughs> yeah, that's fine by me. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of the same thing, too, with food. Like, people say, oh, we want to go to this restaurant. We want to have this food, this pizza. I say, I don't want to eat this restaurant. I don't... Like, I just... Like, I don't even want to go out, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, instead of always saying no, maybe I could be like, yeah, you know, it's so, thanks for inviting me out, but, you know, I, I can't digest pizza I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have explosive diarrhea <laughs> that's what I should say actually <laughs> and that's not really a lie <laughs> but you know that that's the you know sticking to a, a diet is quite a bit more difficult because you do have to eat and right you can't choose right. to not eat right um, and so to but you know, trying to keep things, okay, I should be eating this, I should only eat so much of it. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's that's difficult, and yeah, I don't know what, that's hard. And I haven't mastered it, so I can't give you anything. <laughs> yeah. And maybe I could just say, hey, you know, I'm on a very specialized diet for health reasons, and I, I can't go out, after, you know, to dinner, but afterwards, if, you know, I could show up or something, but so you're gonna show up after eating. You're not gonna drink. <laughs> what are you there for? No, no. <laughs> to be social. Because people say, "Oh, you gotta go out. You gotta do this." Oh, what are you gonna talk about? <laughs> uh, pride. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch McConnell. <laughs> I guess I could go to a bar and just not and just order non-alcoholic beer like an O'Doul's. Yeah, I mean, I know, you know, kind of gross. Kind of bad, so. <laughs> All right, well, I, I guess yeah. I'd rather just have a diet coke. Out of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, Garrick, I think that's enough. Any uh, final words here for our listeners? Uh, you know, to the uh, to the drag queens out there. Um, you are evil, vile, and disgusting to the <laughs> parents that take your kids to these shows. You are worse. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, too bad only tons of people are going to be listening to this, but hopefully no drag queens. I <laughs> yeah, the only people who will be listening will be people who agree with us anyway, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should post it on like a gay pride board and see what happens. I don't know. That's pretty ballsy. Yeah, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Garrick, last thing. I was invited to the Hillsdale, Hillsdale College Freedom Forum oh, on cool. August 16th to the 17th in Chautauqua. Oh, it's in Chautauqua? In Chautauqua, that place that people go to. We have all these uh, guest speakers. Associate Professor of Economics, Associate Professor of Politics, Professor of English, ah. and the uh, Freedom Forum. 
So anyway, maybe I could go there and say, hey, listen, I don't want to eat or any, I don't want to drink. But, uh, <laughs> but I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll talk about Mitch McConnell. <laughs> And I'm going to bring Garrick if he's going to do a drag show for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> so. If I did a drag show, that would be the last. Actually, most of these people are pretty disgusting. Yeah. When you look at them yeah. anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine a certain librarian doing a drag show? Yeah. Imagine some of those people on Myrtle Beach doing them. Oh. Inside jokes, folks. Yeah, so. inside jokes. I just, just really fat people on the beach. We saw pictures. <laughs> I don't know how you get that big. I mean... I think you'd get to a certain point there, like, okay, I gotta stop. Yeah, how can your body... Like, I would be fascinated to see... Because sometimes I think people who are really, really obese, they actually don't eat huge quantities of food, but they just eat crap. Yeah. And not all of us. Some of them are overeaters, but... You know, it's like, okay, we're gonna have a two liter of Pepsi and a bag of M&M's, and then we're gonna, you know, for lunch have... Uh, French fries, like you know, they just they just have such high calorie foods. It may not be a ton of it, but yeah. Well, they got to where they are somehow. Oh, so yeah. So, all right. Well, on that note, thanks for listening. Check us out on social media platforms. Comment. Let us know what you think, and we will see you on the next episode.